Hello and welcome to episode 80 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host Aaron Vaughn and this is the show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs. Also, we will have a weekly segment called Kurt Facts, where, where my brother Curtis researches some players from the previous episode, and I pass those interesting facts on to you. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. And new episodes drop every Thursday, so check us out. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AB's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans charities, so please contact us and we can help you um, give to veterans and their families in any way that you can, or you can, uh, we'd be happy to discuss a partnership with you. Thank you to everyone for their support. Give a shout out to uh, Dan Ronikowski. He said, thanks for the cards that I sent. Um, he said it was packed well, and he really appreciates that. So thanks for your support, sir. Um, also remember to check out CV's Tend to Check Out. Uh, it's a music podcast. Um, sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs that they might want to look further into. And that's also um, produced by Curtis and me. Um, so we'll get right to discussing 1994 Studio. Uh, this is made by Donruss. This is the pack that we pulled to, uh, this week on our ran in our random rip box. And um, we also, I just thought since there was, it's only like 12 cards, I think, premium quality baseball cards, it says on the front of the pack, that we'd also open a 1981 Fleer pack and look for some stars in that uh, pack because I always look, love looking at junk wax era packs, especially 1980s, they're great. Um, so let's get right to um, the description of 1994 Studio. Uh, and then we'll get to our Kurt Fact segment. Then we'll open our studio pack here. 1994 Studio is a 220 card re set released by Donruss. In keeping with the theme of previous studio cards, each base card can, uh, features a portrait superimposed on the player's locker. Uh, we have done some other um, studio in the past uh, packs there. So you can look back at those if you want to watch some of those being ripped or listen to the podcast. The distribution of 94 Studio was 36 packs per box, 12 cards per pack. They did have some um, inserts on this one. They had um, Heritage cards. There were eight of those. They had Editor's Choice cards. There were eight of those. The Hobby Odds were one out of about every 36 packs. They had Silver and Gold Series stars. That's what we're looking for today. We're looking for um, any um, superstars and Hall of Fame players and anything like that and rookies. But... Um, these were numbered to, uh, the Silver Series stars were numbered to 10,000, and there were 10 of those different player cards. And then Gold Series stars were numbered to 5,000. So the Silver Series stars, the odds were about one in every 60 hobby packs. Uh, I guess that means packs. And then Gold Series were every 120 packs. Um, if I'm wrong about that, somebody comment in. Um, so I was looking through the editor's choice and they, it, it says it's an eight card acetate set and it's designed to resemble a film strip. So that was kind of new to the hobby, those acetate cards. I'm not sure if they had those yet, but um, the 10 card acetate set featured all the top stars 
um, also in the series stars, the golden series, the golden um, silver series stars. Um, they had all the top stars and it's limited to uh, 10,000 copies. A gold parallel is also available, so that was the silver. The gold um, was serial numbered to 5,000. All the gold series stars can also be found as promos uh, marked with a blank, uh, you know, the number slash 5,000, and the silver were number slash 10,000, whatever number it was made out of that number, either 10,000 or 5,000, if that makes sense. Um, the acetate, there's a note about the acetate cards. They're uh, used for this set. That acetate's been known to yellow over time. So um, if we find one of those, it might become more yellow, I guess, over time. Um, looks like the heritage cards, uh, they had an eight card set featuring players modeling throwback style uniforms and each card's printed on a non-glassy matte card stock. So we're looking for those too. So that's a little bit about 94 uh, Donra Studio. And now we'll go right to our Kurt Facts. All right, episode 79 from last week was 1994 Leaf. And Curtis says our Hank Aaron, uh, Hank Aaron is the special throwback player Aaron chose for this week's Kurt Facts. He is a Hall of Fame outfielder that played 23 seasons in the big leagues from 1954 to 1976, mostly with the NL's Milwaukee and, uh, slash Atlanta Braves. His nickname uh, was Hammer and Hank. He's widely considered one of the greatest players in history. He broke Babe Ruth's long-standing career home run record, and this record stood for 33 years until Barry Bonds broke it. He was known for his consistency as he hit at least 24 more homers every season from season from 55 to 73. He's one of only two players to hit at least 30 homers um, in a season 15 times and is one of only four players to have at least 17 seasons with 150 hits or more. Wow. He was a 25-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, who won a World Series in 1957 and an NL MVP in 1957. That's crazy. The only one won NL, um, one MVP. That's unbelievable with, with the records he has. In 1957, he also led the NL in homers and RBIs. Um, Curtis says, I never realized that in 1963, he became only the third player up until then to hit at least 30 homers and steal 30 bases in a season and the first to hit at least 40 homers while stealing at least 30 bases, just missing the batting triple crown when he led the league in homers and RBIs but was third in batting average. Another fact I found interesting is that his favorite NFL football team was the Cleveland Browns. That a boy, Hank. During his uh, career all-time homer chase, he and his family endured severe racism, including death threats, which caused him to get into civil rights activism as he saw that his status as a star that many looked up to as a way to try to help the less fortunate when it came to dealing with racial issues of his day. That's awesome. He finished his legendary career with all-time stats of a 305 average, 12,364 at-bats, which is second all-time, 3,771 hits, which is third all-time, 2,174 runs scored, which is fourth all-time, 624 doubles, which is 13th all-time, 755 homers, which is second all-time, 1,477 extra base hits, which is first all-time, 6,856 total bases, which is first all-time, and 2,297 RBIs, which is first all-time. Wow. 3,298 games played, which is third all-time. Dang, that's amazing. Listen to that again to hear some of those amazing stats. And by the way, we had some people comment about Cy Young um, saying that they couldn't believe those stats about having over 800 decisions as a pitcher, <laughs> let alone 500 wins. He had 300, over 300 losses as, as a pitcher. 
Um, so thanks for all those awesome stats, Kurt. All right, Ken Griffey Jr. was pulled, and he's a former outfielder and is a Hall of Famer that played 22 seasons mostly with the Seattle Mariners and Cincinnati Reds. Nicknamed the Kid, he was one of the most prolific home run hitters ever and also was known as an outstanding defender evidenced by winning 10 gold gloves for his defense in center field. When he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he received 99.32% of the vote, which is a record. But I really want to know... Uh, who the knuckleheads were that didn't vote for him to be included. Exactly. That's what I think too, Kurt. In later years of his career, injuries took a toll or uh, we likely would have been talking about him possibly breaking the all-time homer record. He was a 13-time All-Star who won the NL AL MVP in 1997 and finished his career with a 284 average, 2,781 hits, which is 53rd all-time, 1,662 runs scored, which is 33rd all-time, 524 doubles, which is 47th all-time, 630 homers, which is 7th all-time, and 1,836 RBIs, which is 17th all-time. Wow. Yeah, the kid. that he, I was growing up right as he was um, in his heyday. So fun to watch. What a player. Uh, Marquise Grissom was pulled, and he's a former outfielder who played 16-plus seasons with six teams. I remember him as an above-average def uh, defender and solid-hitting center, center fielder, but was surprised to learn that his career stats include a 272 average, 1,187 runs scored, which is 190th all-time, 2,251 hits. Wow, 169th all-time. I would have never guessed that about Marquise Grissom. 227 homers, which is 293rd all-time, 967 RBIs, and 429 stolen bases, which is 60th all-time. He was a two-time All-Star who won four gold gloves and won a World Series in 1995. He also led the NL in steals in 1991 and 92, who will always hold a special place in my heart, and he led my Cleveland Indians to the 1997 World Series and played so well, even as we lost in seven games to the Miami Marlins. Yes, I remember that well, Curtis. Wow, what a punch in the gut, sir. All right, and our episode, um, our next episode throwback player, this episode, so episode 80 right now that we're doing, for the next throwback pet player that he will um, um, look up information on will be Brooks Robinson. So look forward to Brooks Robinson um, next week uh, in the Kurt Facts for the throwback player. All right, we're going to uh, go over to YouTube now. I'll set that up, and you can watch us open our 94 Donruss Studio Pack and our 1981 Fleer Pack for another throwback pack there as an extra rip. So check out YouTube right now. And uh, if you don't, just keep listening to the podcast. Hello, and we're back here with our 94 um, Donruss Studio Pack. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. If you're not, um, it has a um, half kind of teal-ish color on one side, and the other side is purple. That's kind of half and half there. And it says Major League Baseball Studio 94. Um, 12 premium quality baseball cards. And the back has Donruss on it. So Donruss made the studio cards. And we're going to go ahead and open that. And then we'll open our 81 Fleer pack, which I'm excited about too. All right. Uh, before we do that, we have episode 80. Brad Deck is our winner. So Brad, thanks for your support. And uh, we'll get you out these cards and um, give you some extra wax packs too as a as a thank you. All right, let's open this up. Got a little gold border at the top as well. All right, so it looks like sometimes these will be stuck. These aren't too bad. Last week we did have some leaf cards that were stuck. Oh, these look pretty good. All right, so here is our first card. It is John Valentin. And you notice it's got that 
face. It's like it said, their picture it's superimposed in front of their locker. So like they're not really, um, looks like they're not really sitting there. It's like fake. His face is superimposed in front of his locker, but still pretty cool. On the back, it has their uh, stats from the year before, it looks like. Just one year stats at the bottom. And a little bit about them. Um, it says up close, and it tells a little bit about the player. Another picture on the back of the player. And this looks like a photograph that says studio on the front, top left. And the bottom says their name and their team. I don't think this even has what position they play. All right, next we have Roberto Kelly, Jay Buhner. Looks like we got some corners that are kind of messed up on there. You can see a little white on the corner. It means it's not going to grade very well. Pretty old cards. Darren Lewis. Next is Jeff Conine, the Barbarian. Dave Winfield, I think Kurt might have done one of Kurt faxing him. If not, man, he got drafted in like every major sport for the most part. What an athlete. Man, I love it every time. Love getting the Tony Gwynn cards. One of my favorite players ever. I know Kurt, one of Kurt's favorite players ever too. Tony Gwynn. Uh, Ruben Sierra. Next is Delino DeShields. Sweet mustache, Delino. Scott Cooper, Kirby Puckett. If you haven't done one of him, Kurt, that's a good one. Can't remember. Kirby Puckett was a great player. Wow, sad what happened to him, but not sure um, if he did one of him or not. And last but not least, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. At this time, he this was right in his heyday, and um, man, that guy could hit. All right, so that was our '94 Studio pack, and now we're gonna just as an extra rip open up our 1981 Fleer pack. And you know what? This was, this will still have a piece of gum in it. You know, you'll know if it's real, if it's got the gum in it, or if it's anybody's tampered with it for the most part. Well, not always, but it's got gum and they had to change this after there was like a lawsuit saying that Topps was the only one that could have gum. So they had to start, they started getting the uh, 1982 and maybe even later in 81, I can't remember, but 82 Fleer for sure had the stickers of the team, which I love the stickers. I'd rather have that than the gum because it messed up your cards too. So here's gum. I'm going to eat it. Oh. Yikes. Disintegrating in my mouth, down my throat as I'm sitting here. All right, so there's the Fleer pack. The red uh, pack that has baseball and white. It says Fleer Premier Edition, 17 trading cards. So they're trying to get you with the extra cards usually because there were usually 15 cards. But there are a lot of errors in this set. These are in pretty darn good shape. Wow. So you have the white border. Pretty simple. A little baseball down in the left corner. And there's Larry Harlow. And it has all of their stats from minor leagues, major leagues. Tough to see that. Doesn't look like it's uh, focusing in very well, but Larry Harlow. I mean, these are in great shape, except they're off a little bit on their centering there. Larry Milborn. Leon Durham. I think this is his rookie card. Leon Durham. He had some good years. Good hitter. It's his rookie. Dick Williams. A manager. 
Bob Horner, man, I loved watching him play. Look at those pictures, that camera. The camera is just so much worse than today's pictures, but still classic. Tom Pachorek, man, another great player. Keith Hernandez, guy could hit. Ron LaFleur. Bombo Rivera. Can remember getting that card. Man, this is a great pack. So we got Keith Hernandez, we got Leon Durham rookie, and we got MVP George Brett. Third base. Man, what a pack. Ron Oster. Jerry White. Larry McWilliams. Don Stanhouse. Never heard of him. Another great hitter. Really good hitter. Daryl Evans. Some good years. Dave Ford. And last but not least, Glenn Hubbard. All right, there's our 81 clear pack for the extra rip this week. All right, thanks for tuning in if you're on YouTube. And we're going to go finish up the podcast. Thanks for watching. All right, we really appreciate everyone tuning in. Remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs and the episode number that you want to see to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And remember to check out our other podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast, which is out now. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their families. And thanks to Kurt, as always, for researching for the Kurt Facts. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn. Thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.